letter two of the borough by george crabb this librivox recording is in the public domain letter two the church festinet inum decure velax flosculus angustae miserque brevissima vitae portio dum bibimus dum certa unguenta prelas possimus obreput non intellecta senectus juvenal satires and when at last thy love shall die wilt thou receive his parting breath wilt thou repress each struggling sigh and cheer with smiles the bed of death percy several meanings of the word church the building so called here intended its antiquity and grandeur columns and aisles the tower the stains made by time compared with the mock antiquity of the artist progress of vegetation on such buildings bells tombs one in decay mural monuments and the nature of their inscriptions an instance in a departed burgess churchyard graves mourners for the dead a story of a betrothed pair in humble life and effects of grief in the survivor what is a church let truth and reason speak they would reply the faithful pure and meek from christian folds the one selected race of all professions and in every place what is a church a flock our vicar cries whom bishops govern and whom priests advise wherein are various states and due degrees the bench for honour and the stall for ease that ease be mine which after all his cares the pious peaceful prebendary shares what is a church our honest sexton tells tis a tall building with a tower and bells where priest and clerk with joint exertion strive to keep the ardour of their flock alive that by its periods eloquent and grave this by responses and a well-set stave these for the living but when life be fled i toll myself the requiem for the dead tis to this church i call thee and that place where slept our fathers when they'd run their race we too shall rest and then our children keep their road in life and then forgotten sleep meanwhile the building slowly falls away and like the builders will in time decay the old foundation but it is not clear when it was laid you care not for the year on this as parts decayed by time and storms arose these various disproportioned forms yet gothic all the learned who visit us and our small wonders have decided thus yon noble gothic arch that gothic door so have they said of proof you'll need no more here large plain columns rise in solemn style you'd love the gloom they make in either isle when the sun's rays enfeebled as they pass and shorn of splendour through the storied glass faintly display the figures on the floor which pleased distinctly in their place before but ere you enter yon bold tower survey tall and entire and venerably grey for time has softened what was harsh when new and now the stains are all of sober hue 
the living stains which nature's hand alone profuse of life pours forth upon the stone forever growing where the common eye can but the bare and rocky bed descry there science loves to trace her tribes minute the juiceless foliage and the tasteless fruit there she perceives them round the surface creep and while they meet there do distinction keep mixed but not blended each its name retains and these are nature's ever during stains and wouldst thou artist with thy tints and brush form shades like these pretender where thy blush in three short hours shall thy presuming hand the effect of three slow centuries command thou mayest thy various greens and greys contrive they are not lichens nor like aught alive but yet proceed and when thy tents are lost fled in the shower or crumbled by the frost when all thy work is done away as clean as if thou never spreadst thy grey and green then mayest thou see how nature's work is done how slowly true she lays her colours on when her least speck upon the hardest flint has mark and form and is a living tent and so embodied with the rock that few can the small germ upon the substance view seeds to our eyes invisible will find on the rude rock the bed that fits their kind there in the rugged soil they safely dwell till showers and snows the subtle atoms swell and spread the enduring foliage then we trace the freckled flower upon the flinty base these all increase till in unnoticed years the stony tower as grey with age appears with coats of vegetation thinly spread coat above coat the living on the dead these then dissolve to dust and make a way for bolder foliage nursed by their decay the long enduring ferns in time will all die and depose their dust upon the wall where the winged seed may rest till many a flower show flora's triumph o'er the falling tower but ours yet stands and has its bells renowned for sighs magnificent and solemn sound each has its motto some contrived to tell in monkish rhyme the uses of a bell some wondrous good as few conceive could spring from ten loud coppers when their clampers swing entered the church we to a tomb proceed whose names and titles few attempt to read old english letters and those half picked out leave us unskilful readers much in doubt our sons shall see its more degraded state the tomb of grandeur hastens to its fate that marble arch our sexton's favourite show with all those roughed and painted pairs below the noble lady and the lord who rests supine as courtly dame and the warrior dressed all are departed from their state sublime mangled and wounded in their war with time colleagued with mischief here a leg is fled and lo the baron with but half a head midway is cleft the arch the very base is battered round and shifted from its place 
wonder not mortal at thy quick decay see men of marble piecemeal melt away when who's the image we no longer read but monuments themselves memorials need with few such stately proofs of grief or pride by wealth erected is our church supplied but we have mural tablets every size that woe could wish or vanity devise death levels man the wicked and the just the wise the weak lie blended in the dust and by the honours dealt to every name the king of terrors seems to level fame see here lamented wives and every wife the pride and comfort of her husband's life here to her spouse with every virtue graced his mournful widow has a trophy placed and here tis doubtful if the duteous son or the good father be in praise outdone this may be nature when our friends we lose our altered feelings alter too our views what in their tempers teased us or distressed is with our anger and the dead at rest and much we grieve no longer trial made for that impatience which we then displayed now to their love and worth of every kind a soft compunction turns the afflicted mind virtues neglected then adored become and graces slighted blossom on the tomb tis well but let not love nor grief believe that we assent who neither loved nor grieve to all that praise which on the tomb is read to all that passion dictates for the dead but more indignant we the tomb deride whose bold inscription flattery sells to pride read of this burgess on the stone appear how worthy he how virtuous and how dear what wailing was there when his spirit fled how mourned his lady for her lord when dead and tears abundant through the town were shed see he was liberal kind religious wise and free from all disgrace and all disguise his sterling worth which words cannot express lives with his friends their pride and their distress all this of jacob holmes for his the name he thus kind liberal just religious shame what is the truth old jacob married thrice he dealt in coals and avarice was his vice he ruled the borough when his year came on and some forget and some are glad he's gone for never yet with shilling could he part but when it left his hand it uh, struck his heart yet here will love its last attentions pay and place memorials on these beds of clay large level stones lie flat upon the grave and half a century sun and tempest brave but many an honest tear and heartfelt sigh have followed those who now unnoticed lie of these what numbers rest on every side without one token left by grief or pride their graves soon levelled to the earth and then will other hillocks rise or other men daily the dead on the decayed are thrust and generations follow dust to dust yes there are real mourners i have seen a fair sad girl mild suffering and serene 
attention through the day her duties claimed and to be useful as resigned she aimed neatly she dressed nor vainly seemed to expect pity for grief or pardon for neglect but when her wearied parents sunk to sleep she sought her place to meditate and weep then to her mind was all the past displayed that faithful memory brings to sorrow's aid for then she thought on one regretted youth her tender trust and his unquestioned truth in every place she wandered where they'd been and sadly sacred held the parting scene where last for sea he took his leave that place with double interest would she nightly trace for long the courtship was and he would say each time he sailed this once and then the day yet prudence tarried and when last he went he drew from pitying love a full consent happy he sailed and great the care she took that he should softly sleep and smartly look white was his better linen and his check was made more trim than any on the deck and every comfort men at sea can know was hers to buy to make and to bestow for he to greenland sailed and much she told how he should guard against the climate's cold yet saw not danger dangers he'd withstood nor could she trace the fever in his blood his messmates smiled at flushings in his cheek and he too smiled but seldom would he speak for now he found the danger felt the pain with grievous symptoms he could not explain hope was wakened as for home he sailed but quickly sank and never more prevailed he called his friend and prefaced with a sigh a lover's message thomas i must die would i could see my sally and could rest my throbbing temples on her faithful breast and gazing go if not this trifle take and say till death i wore it for her sake yes i must die blow on sweet breeze blow on give me one look before my life be gone oh give me that and let me not despair one last fond look and now repeat the prayer he had his wish had more i will not paint the lover's meeting she beheld him faint with tender fears she took a nearer view her terrors doubling as her hopes withdrew he tried to smile and half succeeding said yes i must die and hope forever fled still long she nursed him tender thoughts meantime were interchanged and hopes and views sublime to her he came to die and every day she took some portion of the dread away with him she prayed to him his bible read soothed the faint heart and held the aching head she came with smiles the hour of pain to cheer apart she sighed alone she shed the tear then as if breaking from a cloud she gave fresh light and guilt the prospect of the grave one day he lighter seemed and they forgot the care the dread the anguish of their lot they spoke with cheerfulness and seemed to think yet said not so perhaps he will not sink a sudden brightness in his look appeared a sudden vigour in his voice was heard she had been reading in the book of prayer and led him forth and placed him in his chair 
lively he seemed and spoke of all he knew the friendly many and the favourite few nor one that day did he to mind recall but she has treasured and she loves them all when in her way she meets them they appear peculiar people death has made them dear he named his friend but then his hand she pressed and fondly whispered thou must go to rest i go he said but as he spoke she found his hand more cold and fluttering was the sound then gazed affrightened but she caught a last a dying look of love and all was past she placed a decent stone his grave above neatly engraved an offering of her love for that she wrought for that forsook her bed awake alike to duty and the dead she would have grieved had friends presumed to spare the least assistance twas her proper care here will she come and on the grave will sit folding her arms in long abstracted fit but if observer pass will take her round and careless seem for she would not be found then go again and thus her hour employ while visions please her and while woes destroy forbear sweet maid nor be by fancy led to hold mysterious converse with the dead for sure at length thy thoughts thy spirit's pain in this sad conflict will disturb thy brain all have their tasks and trials thine are hard but short the time and glorious the reward thy patient spirit to thy duties give regard the dead but to the living live end of letter two